well, it's morning somewhere, I guess. But good evening to us. <laughs> the Lord's uh, the Lord's with us. We've 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 come out from among them, and we've we're, we came to, to to hear the word of the Lord. Now, I wanted to speak for a few minutes, just briefly. This is just an introduction about those who are chosen in Christ unto salvation. Now, you'll find as you search out the scriptures that there's no better planner than God. God is a meticulous plan. That's a, that's a man word. He determines, right? Determine. The Bible says he predestines. What, what is that? What is, that? Is, that, is that a bad word? Predestination It's in the Bible. And it's a good word. See, it's showing that God is doing something. Yes. That, that's what it means. It means God has chosen before the earth ever was made. He determined some things. We see in creation, we learn some things in creation, that the creator of the world does his will. What man did he ask, what should I name the tree? Why? Because God determines. Man wasn't even created yet. Right? He was the last thing that was created. God did his will in creation, and, and it's like a, it's, it's a preface to, his, to knowing God. He does his will. And if you know God, you know that's a very good thing. Because God is holy, and he can't do anything wrong, so I say trust in him. Now, after the creation of the world, God made man, and he gave him a work to do. First thing, he gives him a work to do. Because God creates his people in order that they might do his will. See? It wasn't long until man sinned and was commanded to leave the garden. Ever since that day, man's had a hard time doing what God tells him to do. Why? Because man fell. That's why. He's, man in his natural capacity has fallen from God. In other words, he has to be born again. Jesus said, unless you're born again, you can't enter the kingdom of God. You can't even see it. You won't even know it's there. Amen. Now, in the doctrine of the election of God, we can see that God remains in control of all things. God hasn't handed over control to man. No, he he's sits in the control room, speaking as a man. He sits on the, on the, uh, above the earth, as it were, and he's in full control. And mostly, he has control over salvation. You can't wrest salvation from God's hand. You can't. He'll give it to you if you just believe, right? He'll give it to you. He's a good God. And even though God is determined to do a work in salvation in the earth, not all men are willing to serve him. You'll find it as the gospel goes out. You think that was an excellent message. Surely they'll be running up to the front. They want God. Well, that isn't what we're seeing in the time we live. And we're living during a great falling away. A time when men have judged God unworthy of worshiping him. Some men, when they start talking about God's determinate pur- purpose, and you start talking about predestination, start talking about election, all words that are in the Bible. Some men will even go so far as to suggest, suggest that the election of God is not fair. They actually use those words. That's not fair. And they do not understand that they're standing in judgment of a holy God. Can man judge God unholy? Well, they've tried to, but the problem is, is that God is holy. See, man's resistance doesn't change God. God stays the same. And in Romans 9.20, Paul says, Nay, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? 
Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay? Doesn't he have power over the clay? The potter can make whatever he wants to with that lump. He takes the lump. It was just a lump. He puts it on the wheel and he starts making what he wants. God is the potter. What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy? So you see what God's doing? God's working his will. He's showing, he's revealing that he's God and there is no other God. See, it says, uh, which he had afore prepared to glory. Now, I praise God for that. God determined before he ever made the world. He determined and then we're watching the working out of his determination. And boy, is it glorious. It's glorious. When you see God working, it revives your spirit. <laughs> you know, when, it, when, he, when he calls you unto himself and by the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, you responded in faith. You came to him. And he said, he said, Come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. And you come to him, and what does he do? He puts you into Christ, a place of great safety. See, he's he's our defender. He's our shield. He's the one that died to take away our sins. So he's invested himself in saving just what we needed, right? We needed to be saved. So God put us in a Savior. And he, he, he called us, not only of the Jews. Now, see, some this is a hard time. And when this was written, the Jews thought they were the only ones. But see, it's not only of the Jew, but also of the Gentile. See, God's not a, he has no respecter of persons. If a person believes and they come to him, he will in no wise cast. He'll put them in Christ. God will have his way in salvation, just as he had his way in creation. See, God did his will there, and in salvation, when we stand before him the last day, the whole, every single person that's ever been born, and ever been aborted, by the way, is going to stand before God to give an account of the deeds under the body, whether they're good or whether they're evil. And they're going to see God did his will. Praise God. Jesus, the Son of God, who spoke these words to his disciples, meant that God had given him to spread the word of the gospel across the whole earth is what he told them. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordain you that you should go forth and bring, bring forth fruit. They went across the face of the whole earth preaching the gospel. And what did God do? He gave them success. And that your fruit should remain. And whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So what do you, you ask from God lately? See, God, God put you in Christ. He redeemed you. He sanctified you. Put your hand to the work. What, are, what, kind, what kind of things do you ask God for? Well, for, personally, I've been asking God to give us success. When we preach the gospel, that there'll be people listening, and they'll come. They'll come to the knowledge of the truth. Uh, we do a lot of work on, on the Internet. We don't even meet these people face to face, but we don't need to. The message is meeting them right where they're at. And so we want God to give that message success. 
It's his word. So see, we have good confidence that he will do that. You have not chosen me. Could that word be any clearer? You have not chosen me. I've chosen you. And yet, not everyone can receive that. Well, we pray that they'll, they'll seek to know God. When you know God, you'll receive it. Everyone that God's given to Jesus, everyone that God has given to Jesus will come to him. And he will, in no wise, cast them out. Amen. That's just a reality. Amen. Question is, is, is are, are we one of them, right? God's going to do his will. And as you sense that you have a desire to please God, that you have a desire to, 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 to do work in Christ, this is your confirmation. God's chosen you. And so then in that, see, we can press in harder, stronger, trust in God more. All that the Father gave him... See, this is, this, is all, this is the only people that Jesus has. Jesus isn't out there try, trying to get people that God didn't give him. Jesus is ministering, teaching, making ready people that God gave him. And in the end, when, when Jesus stands before God, he's going to deliver the kingdom back up to the Father. Oh, what a precious jewel. Jesus will have saved all those that God has given him, prepared them, made them ready, and God will hand the kingdom back up to the Father, and he himself will be in subjection to God. And that was the cost, the great cost of our salvation. And Jesus says, it's more than worth it. Amen. More than worth it. See, he knows his Father. He knows his Father is generous, generous and gracious and loving. Why has God given people to Jesus? It's just not obscure. We know what the answer to this. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all of which God has given me, I, Jesus, should lose nothing. He won't. Are you, did you, are you, are you abiding in Christ? Then that's the greatest confidence you can have. God will keep you if you're in Christ Jesus. And see, for us, he says this, he says this, I say then, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We have been chosen for a purpose, and it's God's eternal purpose. So praise God, and um, start the meeting tonight. I, I've been ex very ex excited to, to think, to think of the fact that God is in the work. See, we're not alone. God's in the work, Amen. and he's preparing souls for heaven. And I praise God that he made us part of it, and that we can fellowship together with Christ tonight. Yeah. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us to believe, for putting us in Christ, giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, we ask tonight, Lord, as we meditate on your word and as Brother David brings us the, the, the word, the Father, that it would, it would enter into our ears. We would have circumcised ears. We'd be able to receive the word, the engrafted word with meekness, Lord. Help us, Father, to, to not resist. Father, if there's something you want changed in us, help us, Father, to do it quickly. Father, to obey your will and to do everything you ask us to do. We ask this tonight in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Amen.